are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day you're listening to, the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Jake Mastriani of the Locked On Brewers on the pod today. He finally responded to me, and we discuss a little Eduardo Escobar, how he helps out the Brewers, how he fits on that team. And then we discuss that mega blockbuster deal by the Dodgers, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner to the LA Dodgers. What does it mean? We discuss the different angles, so you're not going to want to miss this pod, but first, I want to tell you that the MLB trade deadline is approaching and the Locked On MLB YouTube channel will be streaming the Hot Stove Live, two hours of MLB trade analysis from our Locked On lineup of local experts, which will include me. Subscribe to Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in July 30th, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into the pod. All right, back on the pod once again, we got Jake Mastriani doing a little crossover with the Locked on Brewers podcast. And man, Jake, uh, it's been a crazy day. I mean, we've seen across Major League Baseball, we're going to talk about the major trades today. Scherzer, you know, Gallo, Rizzo. But we're going to start with Eduardo Escobar. But I guess before we even get to the start of the podcast, I mean, just what has been your overall overall reaction from the day so far from this past week? I mean, news has been crazy, even in the NBA. I mean, I'm a big Lakers fan and they just got Westbrook today. So, I mean, sports are going crazy today. How does it feel right now sitting, you know, after all the news you've heard today? Yeah, so it's crazy. So you just broke news to me. I had no idea the Lakers got Westbrook. So that's how crazy of a, a day it's been. Obviously, I'm more into the baseball side of things and the news there has been just absolutely nuts all day long. Like I said, it's, it's hard for me to focus on my actual, you know, eight to five job because I'm just constantly like scrolling through Twitter. It, it's one of the best times of the year. And it's like this every time the trade deadline comes around, it's really hard for me to focus on anything else. Cause you just, you're sitting there waiting on that next, you know, bomb to come that next big tweet for the big trade. And, it, and it's really fun. I mean, you really only get this one time of year because the baseball off season is so spread out and long that you can't just sit there and refresh Twitter all day waiting for something to happen. It's kind of just like in the off season, it comes up and surprises you, but now you know something is going to be happening in these coming days. And so you're just sitting there prepared, waiting for it. And it's been crazy, man. I mean, the, 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 the play, the caliber of players that have been traded is just, you know, unreal uh, what we're seeing and a lot of teams, you know, going forward and, uh, it's it's really fun. I mean, uh, it, it's really nice to see. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when I'm at, you know, my nine to five job, I have to step away and do a lockdown now. That's what I had to do yesterday. When that Escobar trade broke, I was like, all right, it's time to go. It's go time right now. Let's go talk Escobar. 
a lot of moves being made today. And we're going to start with that Escobar trade because it was definitely imminent. I mean, as the D-backs guy, we, I, I think D-backs nation knew Escobar was going to be traded. I mean, he was a really good player this season, first time all-star, and he was impending free agent. And when I, I did a pod like last week where I picked teams, three teams I thought Escobar could be a good fit on, and the Brewers were one of the teams I picked. So tell me why I was right, Jake, on why did I think, uh, I guess, why Escobar fit in on that Brewers team and what role do you think he will play for your brew crew? Yeah. Look, this made the most sense in the world. I've been talking about Eduardo Escobar. I think since when I was first on your podcast a while back when the Brewers and Diamondbacks played and uh, it, it just, it's a rental player. So it's not very expensive. The Brewers don't have the farm system to really trade a lot of their top guys. So it, it just made too much sense. The Brewers need a corner infielder. I know Escobar's never played first base, but I think he'll get a shot to do that over there. You know, it's not like the first base when the Brewers are throwing out or gold glove caliber. So I think Escobar will do just fine over there. But they needed a power corner infield bat. And Escobar somebody, like I said, that's not going to cost a lot. So it, it just made too much sense. And, you know, when sometimes when stuff like that makes so much sense, it actually does happen. So, you know, it's a, it's a good move for the Brewers, certainly. And like you said, with the Diamondbacks, I mean, it's kind of a move that had to be, I don't want to say had to be made, but it just, you know, it made, it made a lot of sense on both ends really to get this done. No, I think they probably had to make the move just because uh, he was probably not going to return next year. I mean, I don't want to speak for the man, but just in case he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't pending free agent. So I felt like they probably should have moved Eduardo Escobar. I mean, the D-backs are the worst team in baseball, so I don't see a reason why he would want to stay. But it seems like, you know, you said he might play some first base. Like, do you think Escobar right now in that infield will get the most at-bats? Because I know you picked up a Willie Adamas. He seems to be manning shortstop. Uh, Colton Wong over there at second base. I guess I really don't know. Luis Urias, I guess he's playing some third base maybe. Uh, where do you really see Escobar fitting in? Is he just going to be a guy playing all over for you or is he going to be mainly that third base? Maybe you just, you know, put him kind of everywhere. Like what are you expecting from him defensively? Yeah. So they said that he's probably going to be somebody who moves around a lot. So I expect him to play kind of all over the, the infield and maybe even some corner outfield as well. I mean, that's basically what the Brewers said when they traded for him, that he's, he's just going to, he's going to play all over, but I think he'll be in the lineup pretty much every night. I mean, the Brewers, I mean, he, he is now the lead leader in home runs on the Brewers team. They just don't have that many big home run bats like that. So I think he's going to be in the lineup every day, but I think he'll be moving around playing multiple positions. I think he'll mostly play third base. Luis Arias is the guy there right now. And he's proven that he's capable over there, but I like the power potential more of Escobar. And I think he'll, he'll get the majority of the starts there, but Craig council will, you know, play the matchups, move things around, but Escobar will be in the lineup, but I think he'll rotate from third first. He'll maybe give Colton Wong a day off at second because Wong's been banged up at times this year. And again, could spell some outfielders in the corner spot. Yelich is on the COVID list right now. Uh, he is, you know, not been himself a lot this year. So he'll play all over, but I would imagine Escobar is going to be in the lineup pretty much every day. Jake and I will continue our conversation, but 
With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for their car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. get back to the pod yeah i thought that was the biggest asset he could bring it just that power bat because looking at the brewers the lineup i mean he would have the second best slugging percentage right now as he entered the lineup and like you said he's gonna lead this team in home runs from day one garcia right now has 17 to lead the brewers but Escobar at 22 home runs like that's pretty massive and he's top five in RBIs too on the worst team in baseball so you imagine in a probably better offense that the Brewers have uh, maybe there's even more opportunity uh, for Escobar there I mean right now his home run rate is the best of his career so this could be a guy that finishes close to 40 home runs maybe puts up what 122 RBIs like I think this is going to be a guy that's a major piece in the middle of your lineup but that makes me question for a first-time all-star that's adding so much offensive firepower how I felt like the D-backs were kind of fleeced I mean they got back a 26 year old uh, prospect who's never seen major league time and they got back an 18 year old who I probably won't see for the next decade like how did you feel about the return you gave up for Escobar? Yeah, I thought it was fair because like we talked about, you're getting two months of a player who, you know, doesn't hit for a ton of average. He does have his his holes, but, you know, it's what you get for that type of rental player. You're getting a guy who likely is a utility guy uh, at the major league level. I mean, he he's close. He's he's hitting, you know, fine at triple A. He'll probably get a chance on that Diamondbacks roster and see what they got there. But really, it's the uh, you know it's the 18 year old that you're hoping you know it's a lottery ticket. I mean, it sounds bad when you say it about these international prospects who are 17, 18 years old. But I mean, that's what they are. They're kids who who have the tools, they have the ability to become something. You just don't know exactly how they're going to mature, what they're going to grow into. So. You know, that's exactly the kind of return I would expect somebody like Escobar to get, you know, one one player who, you know, similarly is a, a 4A, what we you know would normally call a 4A type player, somebody that probably go back and forth between the big leagues and majors, and then another kind of lottery ticket young kid who could potentially turn into something. And if he does, it's great. If not, you know, you traded two months of Eduardo Escobar. I hate the move. I don't care if it's a two-month rental. I better be getting back at least the 30th best prospect in an organization. I'm trading an all-star. I don't care if he's 33. I don't care if it's a two-month thing. I mean, he, he's going to be the best power-hitting slugger, I guess, right now in the Brewers, unless Christian Yelich wakes up. Like, that's going to be a big power bat. And now... 
Do you think, uh, how do you think this changes the Brewers' chances of potentially making a World Series, winning a World Series? How much do you think it moves the needle? I mean, we're going to get to the other deals, but <laughs> I, I don't know how much it moves the needle now after seeing what some other teams in uh, the NL have done. Right. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. After seeing what the Dodgers have done and probably what the Padres are getting ready to do. Uh, and I know we'll talk about that. It, yeah. In, in hindsight, now the Escobar deal doesn't really move the needle a ton compared to what other teams are doing, but you got to remember this Brewers team is built around that pitching staff and they're built around Woodruff and Burns and Peralta. And that's going to be their formula for success in the postseason. And Good pitching can shut down good offense in the postseason. So that's really what's going to make or break them, you know, once they get to October. And I, I feel pretty confident they will. So, I mean, Escobar is going to help because he'll be able to run into one every now and then. You know, like I said, he's a good run, run producer. So be able to drive in some runs. So it does help their chances in October. That's certainly sure. But it, it doesn't change exactly what the formula for winning is for the Brewers, which is going to be that pitching. Yeah. Uh, the Brewers are a team that I don't think are, I don't know how I would rank them. Like I don't put them on the same tier as the Dodgers or Padres, but with that being said, I don't want to face the Brewers in the postseason because like you were just saying, that rotation is nasty. I mean, it might be the best in baseball. I have to sit down and look at the numbers, but you legitimately have three guys that could be number one aces on any other rotation, pretty much in baseball, three dudes that should have been maybe all-stars this season. So that Brewers rotation is nasty. And then you get to that back end of the bullpen with Hayter, Boxberger, Devin Williams. I mean, their pitching is stacked. So adding a power bat like Escobar is going to be huge for this team. Uh, for this team, of course. And I, I like the Brewers this season. We'll see how much they do because, man, after seeing some of the moves made by the other teams in the National League, the Dodgers today, they went out and they did something that, I, I mean, we knew they were in the Max Scherzer sweepstakes, but I did not see the Trey Turner move coming as well. I did not even really expect Trey Turner to be moved at this deadline. I mean, I've been up on the trade deadline rumors. I haven't seen his name linked a lot. I mean, how shocked were you when you heard Max Scherzer and Trey Turner are going to the Dodgers after it seemed like Scherzer might've been heading to the Padres just a few hours earlier. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy couple of hours there. And when, when I first saw Scherzer and Trey Turner, I thought, okay, this is, this is totally not fair. You can't send those two players to the same team, especially not the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is just a crazy haul for the Dodgers to get the best starting pitcher on the trade market and the best hitter on the trade market. I mean, Trey Turner, he, he's unbelievable. If you haven't watched him a lot, I mean, he is one of the best players in the game. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't say that lightly. If you don't watch him, I'm telling you, he is one of the best players in the game. He's got power. He's got speed, plays solid defense. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a five tool type of player. Maybe doesn't have the arm to have all five tools, but he's got the rest of them there. And, um, and he's going to the Dodgers. I mean, <laughs> that, that lineup is going to be absolutely ridiculous, but the way it played out. Yeah. That was probably the more interesting thing to me because it seemed like he was going to the Padres. It was reported he was going to the Padres and then it's almost like that got leaked out and the Dodgers were like, hold up, let me throw in some better prospects here and make this happen. So I don't know if that's the way it actually went down or not, but certainly seemed a little sketchy there that he was reported to go into the Padres and all of a sudden you're the Dodgers come in and up their, their offer potentially. So yeah, really, really interesting scenario. Those two teams, Dodgers and Padres played nine more times. So that's going to be 
a lot of fun. And now I'm just interested to see what the Padres, how they counter. Jake and I will wrap up the pod with our discussion of the Dodgers trade, but BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at BetOnline. You have the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, if you're looking at that lineup now, I mean, you got Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, Betts, Trey Turner. Uh, not Trey Turner. Uh, Bellinger. I just, Oh, yeah, Trey Turner. Yeah, I saw Justin Turner. I messed up my Turner. So, yeah, you got at least five deep there. Chris Taylor has had like an all-star season. Still got Will Smith there, one of the better catchers in the National League as well. Like, they're like legitimately eight deep where you don't really have a hole in that rotation or in that starting lineup. And when you look at that rotation, they don't have a hole either. I mean, of course, Trevor Bauer's not there for obvious reasons and the right reasons, but still Walker Bueller, when Kershaw comes back, Julio Urias, now you had Scherzer with a Tony Gonsolin and a David Price. Like that rotation is nasty. Uh, Do you think this makes the Dodgers? I mean, they were probably already favorites, but how do you view that Dodgers versus Padres race now after this major mega deal, blockbuster blockbusters, as Jeff Passan calls it? Yeah, I mean, on paper, the Dodgers are by far the best team in all of baseball. They probably were before this. I know they're, they're not even leading this, their own division, but I still probably would have taken them in a postseason fully healthy. But getting like I said, the best starting pitcher on the trade market, but also one of the better starting pitchers in all of baseball and getting one of the better hitters in all of baseball. I don't, I don't know that we've ever seen that at a trade deadline. That is just absolutely incredible. They are by far the favorites to win the world series and repeat. And it's, it's honestly not fair. I kind of hate it, but the Dodgers put themselves in this position. They, you know, they drafted well, they, um, you know, they got, they got this stockpile of farm system to be able to do this. And obviously they have the money to do it as well. But as somebody who's not a Dodgers fan, I I really, it's not fair. And I'm going to be rooting hard against them the rest of the way. Hey, you're preaching to the choir over here. This (laughs) D-backs podcast is definitely not a fan of the Dodgers, but man, that team is going to be stacked now. I mean, Max Scherzer, he's going to be a rental too, but at least the Dodgers are giving up some top prospects to go get him. So at least that's, uh, you know, I guess the saving grace of this deal. It's not like a straight fleece like the Arenado deal or a couple others where you feel like that return was just awful. At least the Dodgers are actually giving up some top prospects to pull these two mega deals off. So I guess that's the silver lining in all this. 
But even if you think Max Scherzer is a rental, you're getting a guy who is 37. So he's a little bit older, but still 2.83 ERA. It still has a strikeouts per nine of 12.2. Like the man has not fallen off at all despite his age. He's still at the top of his game. And so I'm curious to see how the NL West plays out. I, I was thinking maybe the Giants want to go after Max Scherzer just because they don't have a lot of top end talent. I thought they maybe want to pair a number two with Kevin Gosman. So it's not all on his shoulders, but now I'm curious to see what the Padres are going to do. See if they have any moves up their sleeve. Uh, do you think the Brewers have any more moves up their sleeve or do you think that Escobar deal might be the most major one? They'll, they'll go out and get a couple of bullpen arms. But other than that, I think, I think Escobar probably was their major move. Hmm. And then Dodgers also, they acquired Danny Duffy too. I mean, he was having a pretty solid season before all these injuries kicked in. So we'll see what that does for them. Uh, do you think the Padres now? Because I feel like they still want to go out and get someone before tomorrow's deadline. And don't forget to check out the Locked On MLB trade deadline show that I'll be on and maybe even Jake will be on too. I'm not too yeah. sure if you're hopping on, buddy. I hope you do. I hope we'll see you there tomorrow so you can talk a little Eduardo Escobar. But do you think the Padres are going to pivot now? Because I feel like... After seeing a deal like this where you feel like you're so close on the edge of pulling the trigger for Max Scherzer, instead, he goes to the team who's your biggest rival right now, and they pick up, like you said, maybe the arguably the best shortstop in baseball. I mean, he might be the most underrated player in baseball. Like, I feel like the Padres have to have another move up their sleeve. I mean, A.J. Preller, I don't think that man sleeps. Yeah, if you don't think AJ Preller is not going to respond to that in the next 15 hours or whatever we got left, then, then you don't know enough about AJ Preller. But I suppose your your fans do over there on the West Coast. But I would, I'm not going to. Well, maybe I guess I'll, I'll make a prediction here. We'll make a mm, prediction on the podcast. Okay. He's going to go out and get Jose Barrios from the Twins. I mean, that is the probably the next best starting pitcher on the market. I think he goes out and gets that done. Um, I don't know if there's another bad out there that they can go get. I mean, they did get Adam Frazier already too. You got to remember that. So I think they go out and get Barrios. They've got to get another top starter out there to try and keep up and compete at this point. So Preller's going to do something. It's probably going to be crazy. Like I said, it's going to be a wild, another 15 hours that we have after, since we're recording this. So it's going to be a fun, fun trade deadline on Friday morning. Yeah, I think Boreas is probably a good call because I don't know any other rotation guy that probably has the upside of a Barrios. I'm telling contenders to come pick up Merrill Kelly. I think he'll be a good back end of your bullpen or not bullpen back end of your rotation kind of guy, but he definitely doesn't have the upside of like a Barrios who could be maybe your number two or number three starter in your rotation. Uh, the Adam Frazier one, that's a good call though, because I mean, he was an all-star. He was arguably the best player, you know, him or Brian Reynolds on the Pirates this year. So maybe there's like a Hosmer for Burrios kind of deal. It feels like Hosmer might be moved in the next, you know, 24 hours or so. It seems like the Padres are willing to take on a lot of his money. So we'll see what happens there with the Padres. I mean, this, this division's getting crazy. I feel like the Giants still have a move or two up their sleeve because I don't they know. They might why. go get Chris Bryant. I know they've been interested in him. That could be a big move for them if they want to try to keep up that's it for this edition of the locked on dimebacks podcast nba draft go chat forward locked on nba draft host rafael barlow and locked on nba host john corrales will be live this year covering the nba draft it's locked on nba draft 2021 brought to you by built bar get local expert analysis on each pick follow locked on nba on youtube today and watch our live coverage on july 29th at seven o'clock eastern 
Come back tomorrow where Jake and I will continue reacting to some big news like what the Yankees were able to pull off and some other teams we are keeping our eye on at the MLB trade deadline. But as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!